Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, the NWSL Challenge Cup 2022 will begin this Friday. We are so excited. It's finally here. It's Challenge Cup week. Before we take a deep dive into everything, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. You can watch us as video too at youtube.com slash Attacking Third and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss out on our exclusive interviews or whenever we go live. I cannot believe it. Here we are. Challenge Cup week, Lisa. It's a (laughs) We did it. Sandra, we did it. We made it to this week. I mean, a long winter. A long off season. Yep. Uh, we've talked a lot about these teams, almost danced around the season a little bit, but this yeah. is it, like our big Challenge Cup preview. Um, I mean, I'm pumped about this. I am just ecstatic. Let's do it. Like, it's here. Um, Challenge Cup. I can't wait to hear your picks and your predictions and what teams you're going to look out for, what players and everything like that. I mean, we've been waiting for it. It is here, 2022. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we have been waiting for it. I feel like... We blinked and everything went by, right? All of a sudden there was an off-season that took place, uh, trades, you know, Challenge Cup, uh, schedule dropped, and uh, it's officially March. We're in the full swing of it, you know, have done our team-by-team previews. But uh, another fun thing about March and that we want to let our attacking third listeners know is that we want you all to compete with us uh, with a bracket challenge game. It is March madness i'll be in there lisa roman's gonna be in there uh united states uh, women's national team star uh lori Lindsay will be in there and we all want you to join along with us as well you can join at cbssports.com slash attacking third and of course the winner is going to get a great prize it's going to be a hundred dollar gift card to paramount plus you'll be able to watch ncaa tournament games on paramount plus tons of soccer from champions league to Concacaf golf majors in the spring and NFL football in the fall. Uh, it'll cover you for the whole year. So uh, we're very, very excited uh, for that and for the debut of Halo, which is streaming March 24th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. You can head on over to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it for free. But back to the brackets. Uh, I know that no one can actually just enter one bracket pool. I'm not going to enter just one. Lisa probably won't enter just one. Uh, but you can actually create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 
Final Four. And we also have a women's bracket challenge this year. The game works just like the men's with a chance to win a trip to the 2023 Women's Final Four. Plus, anyone that plays both the men and women's challenges will be entered to win a Nissan Frontier. So join the attacking third bracket, compete against Lisa and myself to win a $100 Paramount Plus gift card at cbssports.com slash attacking third i would i would really like a car that is that is that sounds like real nice treat that would be really nice to win a car (laughs) it's a great prize to win i mean potential to get a car you could go to the final four uh the 2022 men's final four the 2023 women's final four there's a lot of good options out there and of course in our attacking third bracket challenge sandra i mean we will be competing against each other don't worry it's going down and then all of our listeners that sign up you get to compete against us and if you win the attacking third bracket you get a hundred dollar gift card to paramount plus it's a full year subscription to paramount plus you can watch all the nwsl games all the challenge cups the drafts anything that we put on paramount plus it's actually a pretty sweet deal we i have these gift cards as a producer of this show that i'm just looking to give out to people so stay tuned we'll, we'll have a lot of these but this is your first chance when a paramount plus gift card um try to beat me challenge okay. i don't know lisa you've been talking smack i'm ready to see how you do with your bracket i gotta Honestly. be careful i'm talking a lot of smack i just i love to win and i love these games in march madness but um i hope i hope our listeners beat me I, I hope I they love, down. I love a good healthy competition. I think it's good for for no reasons, but people might not believe me when I say this. But it's also it's also good for friendship. Honestly, I love it. So I'm excited to participate in that with you and all of our listeners who join along. Uh, but speaking of games and competition, I mean they're here. Challenge Cup is starting this Friday. Let's uh, let's start diving into this. You can Stay watch. There. It's our first year covering the entire season from Challenge Cup to the NWSL Championship. You know what? Attacking third. This is it. This is the start for us. You know what? You you stunned me a little bit. Yeah. It hit me right in the feelings. It's true, actually, yeah. because we're just when we launched attacking third, it was kind of like mid season of things. We we kind of came out right during the summer uh, ahead of uh, ahead of the the Olympics. And uh, this really is kind of like us jumping into the full length year of nwsl and it really is starting this week you can watch all nwsl challenge cup matches streaming exclusively on paramount plus and the championship match will be on cbs let's uh let's get into maybe an overview of this if folks are new to the league if folks are uh new to nwsl uh, there's some minor differences right from this year's challenge cup versus last year's challenge cup this is the third annual uh time uh, for the challenge cup it began in 2020 it was the first professional sports league to do a bubble and do it 100 successfully with uh, zero positive cases it was uh, a huge event um monumental quite frankly um you know nwsl will forever kind of have that uh, have that glory i guess so to speak in that uh, very unprecedented time uh it was the first contact team sport uh to return to play at uh, the peak of uh, the pandemic and uh with the success of that event there has been challenge cup every year since 2020 so now for 2022 is going to be the third annual event this time it's uh there's a, there's enough teams to sort of break things down into uh regional groups there there were also regional groups last year but it's got expanding from a 10 team league to a 12 team league with the three regional groups still composed of four teams 
breaking down into an east region, a central region, and a west region, Lisa? Yes, for the east. Um, I mean, logically, it's done regionally because these teams like travel-wise, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but each re east region will be New York, New Jersey, Gotham FC, North Carolina Courage, Orlando Pride, and Washington Spirit. The central region will be Chicago Red Stars, Houston Dash, Kansas City Current, and Racing Louisville FC. And then the West region, two expansion clubs in this one, Angel City FC and San Diego Wave, along with OL Reign and Portland Thorns. So these uh, three groups, four teams each, and each of these groups are going to play in double round robin matches. So each team will play six matches, which is a change from last year. Last year, each club only played four matches. So uh, upping that this year, which is fun. It starts on Friday, March 18th, and the semifinals are going to take place Wednesday, May 4th, with the Challenge Cup final happening on Saturday, May 7th. This game is going to air on CBS. There's a, a handful of games airing on big CBS, but everything else will be on Paramount Plus throughout the Challenge Cup. Um, but it, yeah, it starts with the group stages, uh, each team playing six matches in this double round robin and point system as as. Yeah. NWSL usually does three points for a win, one point for a tie, and zero points for a loss. Um, then the semifinal, you kind of there. You still need four teams, so it'll be the top teams in each group making it through to the semifinals. But then also one of the number two teams, the top yep. number two team in all three of the the groups will advance to the semifinals. Um, so you even have a chance if you don't win outright, win your group but you have the most points compared to the other second place teams, you still could squeak through to the semifinals. Yeah. I like with the expansion of the league, right. That included maybe the adjustment of some rules for the mm -hmm. challenge cup a little bit. So it's not, there's already a couple things where we can point at and say, this is a little bit different from it's inaugural, uh, you know, uh, year in 2020 or even versus last year in 2021 uh, in that it's not just about who's winning number one in their group. It's you can actually compete based on points if you're your number two. And then obviously I, I think with this sort of being kind of the, it's being viewed a little bit as the preseason tournament, right? Because it's, it's going mm -hmm. to be the first bit of NWS action for some of these clubs uh, outside of, uh, you know, their, their preseason. There are some clubs who have gone head to head already in some uh, preseason scrimmages, but this one's going to be for points. This one's going to be for a title, right? It's the first shot at a title in 2022. So it's exciting to sort of take a look at how these teams are going to be broken down into the groups and kind of have to note the rules a little bit, because I think when it comes to these kind of preseason-y vibe type of games, uh, you have to maybe kind of keep in the back of your mind tiebreakers, right? Yeah. Listen, we love to talk about tiebreakers sometimes when it comes to this league. You honestly have to talk about them because so many times, I mean, when you reflect on the 2021 season, it came down to some tiebreakers at the end of it. Every week we were like, well, if this holds. Uh, so yeah, tiebreakers are always involved. It's goal differential and the greatest number of goals scored, then number of points in the group matches uh, between the two teams that are concerned, if that makes sense. And, and it kind of goes all the way down to red card and yellow card accumulation, uh, which is a possibility. So there are tiebreakers listed out there, which... Um, I hate to say it, but I have a feeling we're going to, oh. we, we might fall into this. It's by breakers listed out in the rules that I'll be keeping a close hand on, especially as I'm calling these games, because yeah. 
you need to keep that in the back of your mind as you're watching something. Goal differential is huge. And in the regular season and in the Challenge Cup, if you have a 3-0 lead and you let up a goal, that's really good for your opponents because now they have a goal against you and, and you lost your clean sheet. So there's so many different factors that come into it. Uh, but but ultimately, four teams will head into the semifinals. First place team will play against fourth. And then number two and number three will compete against each other. Um, but games can end in a tie. Throughout yeah. the Challenge Cup, it's very possible we're yeah. we're not going into extra time. The games will end in in regulation, um, so no overtime, first overtime, second overtime, none of that. Just ending in a tie at the end of it. But semifinal rounds, those two matches on Wednesday, May fourth. If it's a tie at the end of regulation, those games will go directly into penalty kicks. I think there'll be like a five minute break or something just for teams to kind of assess themselves. But whoever's on the pitch at the end of regulation, they're either going to be taking or saving the penalty kicks, right? It goes straight into penalty kicks. Just going like to go straight to just going to go straight to drama. I love. I kind of like that energy. Like we got to get a we got to get a winner or a loser here. Let's do this. Let, let's carry, carry on. Keep it keep it moving. Yeah. No. There's a ton of. Um, you know, with the third annual uh, event, uh, it's it's the additional rules, the additional tiebreakers that are put into place. I mean, they're in there for a reason, obviously, to make sure that the tournament uh, runs smoothly. But just sort of taking note of some of these things, it's expanding into the games, right? It's not going to be just four games. It's going to be six games. And sort of we noted within the rules some other interesting uh, components that we wanted to, to mention because, yes, this is 2022. It's the third annual event, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there's still things that can happen, right? Unfortunately, um, people are still navigating you know an ongoing pandemic you know in certain markets mm-hmm. and, and there's some things within the rules that even um uh, point out to these these games that in the event a schedule game is postponed for for any reason um there's going to be an effort to try to find an alternate date to play the match but if for whatever reason it's absolutely impossible to reschedule the match there's going to be no points awarded for that match specifically because it was unable to be played um and then there's further rules talking about you know if uh, a match was postponed postponed and canceled due to negligence by a participating team forfeits uh, forfeitures will come into play right and we're mentioning this because we had to cover a nwsl 2021 season where there were forfeitures that were issued for the first time so these are things that we're going to be keeping an eye on during challenge cup as well because that's also uh within the rules and it's noting that even with uh potential cancellations even with uh the, the potential to uh you know not have any points awarded that teams have to play at least four matches in order to be eligible to advance to a semifinal. Yeah, so it's a a lot of moving parts, a lot of things spelled out there, but uh, you mentioned the forfeitures, possible rescheduling of matches, and if they can't uh, play the game, it'll just be zeros across the board. But it's also interesting, which we talked about when the, the framework of the 2022 year came out between the Challenge Cup and the NWSL regular season. The Challenge Cup, final has been set since the draft when this initial quote framework of the season came out to be on Saturday, May 7th. That was when the NWSL challenge cup was going to have their final and it was going to be on CBS. Then they announced that the regular season um, was actually going to start before the challenge cup ends. So there are going to be regular season matches on May 7th. So uh, that's also just like something to keep in mind as this quote unquote preseason 
tournament of the Challenge Cup is happening, you, if you make it to the Challenge Cup final, you risk, you do have to cancel your regular season game for that day or that weekend because you're not going to play a Friday, Saturday. So, like, does that de-incentivize teams to make it to the Challenge Cup final? We're both shrugging for people who aren't watching. I, we're like, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to, we, we play this game sometimes, Sandra, where I get the coach's hat, I get the whiteboard, yeah. I get the dry erase marker. Uh, yeah, as cool as it is to win the Challenge Cup, and that's a trophy, and that's that's huge for your club. I mean, it's a trophy. It's one of the three, that four that you could win in a year in the NWSL. It means more to get three points in a regular season game than it does to get three points in a Challenge Cup game. It means more, and now this is kind of where the, the question comes down to it. Does it mean more to get three points and a win in a regular season NWSL game or to play in a championship game? Because you're not guaranteed to win that one. Nope. I'm just saying play in it, compete in it. Yeah. And if you lose and you're the runners up to the Challenge Cup, you just wasted three points. And now you have to reschedule a regular season game that could potentially make shorter rest days in between other games, difficult travel, like kind of throws off the rest of your schedule. Yeah. And a lot know. of this is a lot of this is us, uh, you know, reacting to the fact that to information and reporting that's already out there, right? Regarding yeah. the schedule, because you and I, in terms of us at this time of recording, there is no actual uh, NWSL regular season schedule out at the moment. We're just operating around what the information that is in front of us available to us in regards to Challenge Cup. So there's a number of things to take into consideration as we really take this first step into Challenge Cup week uh, in terms of just a quick preview of the cup what's again for everybody the tournament's going to kick off with a rematch of last year's regular season opener between the kansas city current and racing louisville fc it's going to be hosted at lynn family stadium and the opening day festivities will close out with one of the top rivalries in women's soccer as Ola rain hosts the 2021 challenge cup uh, winners portland thorns fc and they're going to face off at lumens field in seattle washington if you need more information I got you hooked up. You can head on over to cbsports.com and go check out the article on everything about uh, Challenge Cup. We are going to get into some more uh, with Challenge Cup festivities that we're celebrating this week. We're going to talk about maybe some winners, losers. It's too early to, to predict that, but we're going to do it anyway, and we're going to do it right after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's chat 
Challenge Cup winners and losers. People are real attached to those words, right? If you're on one side or the other. And you know what? We're going to keep that going here on Attacking Third. We're going to take a look at each of the regions for Challenge Cup, the way they are broken down, the teams who are involved in them. Maybe kind of jump into the previews that we were doing a little bit of these teams during our NWSL team by team preseason previews and take a look at maybe who stands out among these three regional groups as Challenge Cup gets slated to kick off. Let's start with the East region, Lisa. For the East region, it's uh, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, North Carolina Courage, Orlando Pride and Washington Spirit. So when we did our previews of these uh, particular teams, we had Gotham ranked uh, at fourth, you know, in terms of a projected finish come the end of 2022 season. North Carolina Courage gave them a bit of a range. We said they can be as ambitious, you know, as sixth place or possibly fall out of contention at seven or eight. They were, they were right on our bubble. They were on our bubble. We had a lot of bubble teams, you know, in, a lot of in expansion teams. year. Orlando Pride. We kept them at the bottom. We got to see what they're uh, they're made of, right? Maybe we'll get a taste of that in this Challenge Cup at 12th place. And Washington Spirit, you and I both agree that this is going to be the team to chase during 2022 as the top number one ranked team, the defending NWSL champions. We got them ranked at number one. When you're looking at this East region, who are you looking to make some noise during this Challenge Cup out of this particular group? Well, I think all eyes are on Washington Spirit. They they have to be as 2021 NWSL champions. Uh, we we dubbed them as number one heading into 2022. I mean, they are. They're at the top of the table right now. They're top dogs. Can they be the same? I mean, we, we did our our d- deep dive of Washington Spirit and kind of looking at their roster. They return majority of their players from last year. They're still a young squad with that mix of experience between Kelly O'Hara, Aubrey Bledsoe, now Kingsbury, Emily Sonnet, Andy Sullivan in the midfield. So they have a really nice mix. Now they have Chris Ward as head coach um, with a preseason for him, although missing a lot of players due to international duty during the preseason. I think that Challenge Cup is going to be a good jumping off point for Washington spirit. Honestly, I don't think we'll see the team that we saw at the end of 2021 at the start of challenge cup. I I just don't, but I don't think it'll be the same team that we'll see throughout the regular season. Uh, Just kind of based on how things shake out. So when I look at this East region between Gotham, North Carolina, Orlando, and Washington, um, I think that Gotham and Washington are going to be the two teams to kind of chase here in, in this East region. Um, Top dogs, especially with Gotham, they have a lot of new faces. They have Christy Mewis, they have Ashlyn Harris, they have Allie Krieger, um, they have Yokoyama. They just have different players that can provide different looks for Gotham, and and also with Scott Parkinson as their head coach. So I, I'm, I, I think I might dub Gotham as my winner of this bracket, and and honestly, I'm going to give Orlando Pride as my loser of this East region just because of the growth that they need to have and the strides that they need to make throughout this Challenge Cup, which frankly could be seen as a, a winner in that sense if they can make strides, establish themselves, get six games under their belt against reigning NWSL champions, Gotham, uh, North Carolina is known as a powerhouse kind of seeing what they can do there, but a lot of young players on Orlando, a new coach and Amanda Cromwell, just 
a lot of things there that are, are uncertain to me. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with for the East region. But we'll, we'll see kind of what Washington happens for you, Sandra. Is there a loser in this group of four by any chance? And, and loser just in in like a loose sense, you know, in a, lo- in a loose, <laughs> a loser in a loser sense. I don't know. We're just having fun with it here. We try to have fun on attacking third, right? I'm uh, I'm with you 100 on on maybe the teams to look out for who are going to come out as the winners on this one. And obviously, we mentioned Spirit is is as reigning NWSL champions, and then Gotham as sort of this team to to try to build off of what they built off of last year, right? We hit them with the burning question: Can they deliver on the pitch when it matters, right? And we're going to get a taste of that from the from this team. Uh, in the challenge, the challenge cup, but I'm with you in terms of what we're looking at uh, the those quote unquote loser side of things here. Like, what are we going to be looking at from this group? We had ranked uh, the Pride low for a projected finish in the regular season, but I'm not too sure if that's going to be true for the challenge cup. I'm not saying that they're going to come out here and shock the league and run away, you know, with their group and then run away with the challenge cup, but we are going to get a look at teams very much coming out of a preseason sense, still sort of kicking off the rust. And I think when you have so many teams kind of starting off at the same level, Anything can happen because people are still trying to shake off the rust. They're still, still trying to sort of iron out those crinkles, right, in their in, in their games and from the off season. So I'm curious to sort of see what Amanda Cromwell's Orlando Pride looks in this Challenge Cup. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for them to maybe look at it not so much as a long season grind, but kind of this mid, like this sort of small mini tournament where you can maybe try to capture yeah. lightning in a bottle, right? And uh, sort of maybe be able to go up against teams who are maybe still trying to figure out the same thing. Because when you're looking at a side like North Carolina Courage, maybe in a similar position uh, to Gotham in terms of having a handful of veteran NWSL experienced players on their team, but still mostly having a lot of fresh new faces and, and younger prospects. Right. Uh, and yet on, on one hand, people are viewing the courage as potentially maybe being like a bubble team, like how we had, yeah. you know, versus looking at a team like the pride and saying, mm, no, we're going to be ranking them a little lower. So I think there's an argument to be made right for either of those teams. Um, but I'm still excited to sort of see how they roll out. I want to see what these new players, what this new blood is yeah. bringing to these franchises and NWSL this year. Yeah. I'm, I am hyped about that. I'm excited about the East region and, um, they could they could be big powerhouses there. When you look at the central region, Sandra, Chicago Red Stars, Houston Dash, Kansas City Current, and Racing Louisville FC, um, all those Midwest teams packed in the middle there. Our rankings for them when we did our preseason and, and our team-by-team previews for Chicago, we put them just on the bubble of playoffs, that six, seven, eight range to see if they could squeak into playoffs. Houston, they were also a bubble team for us, six, seven, eight, Kansas City, they had a number of off-season trades and, and movement in their front office and with their player personnel. We dubbed them at number five. So in playoff contention with the Sox top six spots making the postseason for the regular season. And then for Racing Louisville, we had them at the bottom of the table. Not quite last, though, 
but uh, we put them at 11 to start uh, this regular season. So when you look at these four clubs, Chicago, Houston, Kansas City, and Racing Louisville, is there one that really stands out to you? Who do you think could dominate this group, this central region? You know, when I'm looking at this this central region, first of all, I'm like, you know, Midwest is best, right? I'm always gonna <laughs> I'm always gonna stand, right, for for the for the Midwest. <laughs> but you know, you're also looking at these other teams, Houston, right? Repping repping the South, racing, repping the Midwest, the South Midwest. Well, look, it's we'll Midwest. Them, it's we'll far let them, on the East Coast. Is Midwest? Uh, we'll let them. We'll let them de- determine and label themselves. I'm not going to put labels on anybody. They can label themselves. But I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the Central Region. Feels right. Feels like it's going to be some good soccer coming out of this one. But when I'm looking for a team who's going to stand out and potentially be the winners of this group, I have to take a look at Kansas City Current. I'm very impressed with their offseason and what they've been doing today going out and picking up, making player acquisitions, right? Making moves off the pitch. And I'm hoping what we see during Challenge Cup is that it's going to translate onto the pitch for them, that this hype that they're that they're doing around their club is going to actually lead to results for them on this pitch, right? This is one of the clubs that we're talking about when we've been mentioning in some of our previews and even in this one for Challenge Cup that there have been some NWSL franchises that have got out there and had some head-to-head uh, preseason scrimmages with other clubs, and that includes Kansas City Current, that includes Orlando Pride, right? That includes Washington Spirit, that includes Chicago Red Stars, that includes Kansas City Current. So there's already been a little bit of a taste in terms of getting stepping out onto the pitch and going up against other uh, NWSL clubs but this is going to be the first time where they do it in front of you know cameras and lights and have to sort of you know put out the work out the X's and O's on a pitch to pick up points uh, in an effort to actually Mm -hmm. do something so I'm excited to take a look at Kansas City and what they're going to be producing and I'm looking at them to sort of take this central reason when you're looking at the opposite side of this. Yeah. Who are you looking at among these teams to maybe kind of get left behind and work on their regular season earlier than anticipated? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a good way to phrase it. Uh, Almost get left behind in the challenge cup, but focus on the regular season. I think that racing Louisville has, has good pieces despite our, early rankings of them at 11th at the end of the 2022 regular season. um, I, I think that they could, surprise people throughout this challenge cup. Um, Maybe it's the fact that they have uh, players like Jess McDonald that can say like, let's win this thing. Like, I I mean, for me, if I'm racing Louisville head coach, probably not going to win the NWSL regular season. Now I'm not telling anyone that, and I'm not really even thinking about that, but I have that thought in my head, but if I have the potential to win the challenge cup, that's pretty huge. You, you want to go out, put all your eggs in a basket, and you can do that. So uh, Racing Louisville isn't going to be my loser. I'm kind of excited to see what happens with them in this Challenge Cup, what they can bring, what they can provide. Um, I, I think between Chicago and Houston, they could take this Challenge Cup as a stepping stone towards the regular season, and they could kind of look past it almost to say, all right, let's – throw out maybe our C team and see what they can do. And we'll keep our, our starters healthy. So uh, I could see Chicago and Houston, not making it through to the semifinals, uh, but kind of battling it out. So I'm interested to watch that match between those two teams. Uh, uh, Maybe Houston. We'll see. I'll give it to them. I'm not entirely sure with this one. I am excited to watch Kansas city though, in racing. I think they have a lot to prove, especially in this central region. It's almost like, a There's a lot of sleeper picks. Exactly. Almost, I think in this one. <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. It's a little bit of a snackable region that Kansas City can go and just take it game by game racing Louisville as well. They can say, okay, like we can beat Kansas city. We've done it in the past. They have different players, but so do we. And, and let's go out there and play. So I'm actually pretty pumped for the central region. We'll see. Maybe Midwest is best, but I'm not going to give that one to you yet. We'll see. (laughs) They still got to play the games, right? We've got one more region to get through when we're taking a look at uh, winners, uh, potential winners and losers coming out of the challenge cup for the West region. It's angel city, FC, OL rain, Portland Thorns FC and San Diego Wave FC to close out the West. It's two expansion sides that are part of this West region amongst uh, some heavy hitters, right? In NWSL history, two teams that have been in part of the NWSL since 2013. Lisa, when you're looking at these teams, uh, who are you looking to sort of, you know, pick as your winner to, to have these big impacts during Challenge Cup? who do I think is going to win and kind of make a big punch Portland thorns. I do. Okay. I think that they're a team that we we've gotten a taste of them in their preseason tournament and kind of what they can provide, what they can do. And Olivia Moultrie isn't even playing with them. She's playing with yeah. the U 23s. Yep. Uh, so to then have her back on the squad, I think that Portland is going to show up they're, They want to be a top dog. They want to win. They, they don't want to take anything easy. They like to win every game and, and play every single match. Like it's their last one. And like, it's a championship. So I could see Portland coming into this challenge cup and looking to be big, big winners. I think it's going to be a stepping stone for angel city and San Diego, because there's a lot of pressure, a lot of lights, a lot of sparkle around them, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with Portland for you. I mean, as, as you mentioned, two expansion clubs, yeah. two heavy hitters in Portland and OL rain. Um, I, for me, I think Portland is going to be yeah. a big one, two punch against these other sides, maybe not OL rain, but I think they're not going to go easy against the expansion clubs in angel city and San Diego. Nope, not at all. Not by any means. Uh, for you, who stands out, uh, whether it's positive sides, the who you're looking to watch, winners, loser, anything, Wh- which team of these four stands out? Listen, I'm I'm with you, but I'm going to be going in the same idea, but with a different team. I'm going to be looking at Owl Rain uh, mm-hmm. to sort of continue to build on what they were also building on last year, right? Laura Harvey coming in late, mid to late season in 2021. Uh, a lot of the makeup of the team is more or less still together in terms of their their you know starters that we could see as you know people who could be considered kind of key players right uh, amongst uh, this roster i want to see them throughout the duration of the challenge cup and and get different looks and i'm sure they're going to pick up results obviously uh they're going to produce good games when it's talking about these two particular teams and their rivalries but when you're looking at these two california sides it's also going to be their kind of first crack at some nwsl action right uh, it's going to still be preseason it's still going to be you know, teammates mm-hmm. who are still getting used to each other, getting familiar with how, uh, you know, the other plays and and familiar with their movements on the pitch and stuff like that. So I think the West region could actually be the region that kind of starts to separate itself a little bit. Yeah. We're sort of seeing like the one and two of the group and then the three and four of the group. <laughs> now, how it's going to shake out, we still have to, you know, you know, that. We still have to take a look at the games and see how that all shakes out. But uh, I'm going to be going for, you know, winners in this one, looking at OL Reign to kind of make some noise a little bit. And uh, I'm going to be looking at one of the California teams to sort of maybe fight for the wooden spoon and that they don't want to be at the bottom of the table for this one. So when we're looking at each of these teams, let's just like 
rapid fire. Let's go east, central, west. When you're looking at it, give me three teams who you think are going to push through to a semifinal. Yeah, so it's one team from each region. The top team pushes through to the semifinal and then number two of one of them. All right, so east region. Uh, I'm going to go Washington Spirit. Okay. Top dog taking it through central region. Kansas City. Heck yeah. Give it to me, Casey Current. West region, Portland Thorns for me. Right on. Uh, I'm similar, but a little bit different. I'm going (laughs) Gotham. I'm going Gotham coming out of the East. For Central, I'm I'm keeping it Kansas City. I want to drink the the teal Kool-Aid. And for West region, I'm sticking with O.L. Rain. In terms of uh, Challenge Cup as a whole, we have to talk about some potential big matchups because something else that we need to point out amongst going through the rules, the tiebreakers, the scheduling of things. We need to chat a little bit about potential big matchups. Something else I think that we need to point out uh, as we're chatting about all those things is that, you know, this is starting a little bit earlier as opposed to last year's challenge cup kind of later in in March. And this one's kind of happening in mid March and it's going to be going through all the way to May 7th. Uh, when we're looking at uh, big matchups happening throughout from from March 18th all the way through to May 7th, who are you going to be looking at for games on your calendar to try to circle Lisa? We kind of touched on this when we went through each region uh, about kind of who we're looking out for and, and what we're kind of diving into. So when I, I we talked about the East region between Washington and Gotham, I think they're the top dogs in that East region alongside North Carolina and Orlando Pride and Washington being NWSL 2021 champions target on their back and Gotham, this team that almost looking to prove themselves, looking to yeah. put destiny and, and their own fate in their own hands. They have new players with Christy Mewis on their squad and Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger. So I'm excited for that matchup between Gotham and Washington. The first time they face off in this Challenge Cup is March 25th. I think it'll be a really good game because it's the second weekend of play for both of these squads. So they already have a game under their belt. And then it's like top dog in East Region against top dog. So I'm really, really keyed in to see who comes out for this one. And I, I think both squads will also play their top teams in this matchup on March 25th. Um, uh, Another one that I think a lot of people have circled on their calendar is the expansion sides going at it Saturday, March 19th, opening weekend of the Challenge Cup, San Diego versus Angel City. It's, I cannot tell you who's going to (laughs) win. I cannot. There's nothing I can do to tell you. Um, But I'm really excited to see what happens because this is also another matchup that will have a lot of eyes on it. And I think that Head coaches Angel City, Freya Coombe, and for San Diego, Casey Stoney, are going to want to show the world what they've been working on, everything that they've built at their respective clubs. And it's the head-to-head clash of the California expansion sides. This one I'm also keyed in on. Um, And then also March 25th, so the second weekend of games, Kansas City. I have two Kansas City games circled on the schedule that I'm really hyped to look at because... When we looked at the central region against Chicago, Houston, and racing Louisville, Kansas City, we both put them through to the semifinals when we just chatted about that. So I want to see how Kansas City does against Chicago because that could be a good matchup. Although Chicago could um, 
be a sleeper in this challenge cup. I almost want to say they could, they could go out and, and look to be heavy hitters or they can kind of sit back and just try to get their footing ahead of the regular season. I want to see what Kansas city can do against Chicago, a very good defensive team, a very good midfield team in Chicago. How can Kansas city play against them? And then also against Houston, I think a team that could be on the same level of Kansas city. If if things kind of shake out the way that it, it's written on paper right now. So I want to see how Houston and Kansas city go against each other. I think it'll be really telling um, kind of formations that come out tendencies that start to be seen in the March 30th match between Houston and Kansas city on both sides. I want to see what the dash can do as well, but I, I'm mostly keyed in on Kansas city. I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch this challenge cup. A lot of matches for me circled. I'll be calling a handful of them. <laughs> But uh, for you, Sandra, which ones are you watching besides love, all, of, all of them and besides, all of the Chicago ones? Besides <laughs> all of them for ZBS Plus, right? Uh, I love that you've got not one but two Central Region games that are highlighted for you and that large canvas of a Challenge Cup schedule. I like it, Picasso. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, the, the the West Coast rivalry with San Diego and Angel City is one to take a look at. Obviously, the, the Central Region games are I'm excited about as well. But I think when I'm looking at rivalry games, I have to keep that that opening weekend rivalry game between the rain and the thorns on Friday, March 18th, uh, booked on my calendar. It has been since the Challenge Cup schedule dropped, but I'm looking also later into uh, April a little bit because, again, this is a longer uh, Challenge Cup. So I'm looking at that April 3rd matchup between Gotham and North Carolina. I'm a little curious as to how that's going to look like. I'm also a little curious at the personnel that's going to be available, uh, you know, for, for those matches. Uh, we're talking a lot about a challenge cup uh, that's going to be taking place between March through April. And in between April, there's going to be a number of players who are off on international duty, right? With the United States women's national team uh, announcing friendlies that are going to be taking place uh, in the middle of April. So some of these teams are going to get a look at uh, on the pitch for, uh, evaluations of other players in light mm-hmm. of maybe uh, you know key starters or key players who are missing uh, during Challenge Cup. So I'm excited for all of these uh, for all of these matches. I'm excited to get a look at all of these clubs out on the pitch. But there can only be one who lifts the cup at the end. Lisa, who do you got? Oh gosh. Okay. So I mean, I have to do this logically. I had Washington Spirit going through. Kansas City, Kansas City and Portland. Um, I honestly, I'm going to say Gotham. I think okay. Gotham is going to be the number two team that gets through uh, through the semifinals and they power through. They make it. They lift the cup at the end. I think they're a hungry team that wants to win a mix of veterans and, and players that got a taste of the playoffs in 2021 that want more. They want so much more than that. Um, I'm going Gotham at the end of it all. Sandra, who do you have? I'm going with the rain. I'm taking the rain. I'm 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 I've got winners. I'm the winners coming out of each of those groups, right? I said I said Gotham. I I said uh you know I said Kansas City and I said all rain and I'm sticking by those, but I think when I'm looking at those three, it could really be any of them. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into all rain a little bit. I think that they're a little bit disappointed with how their season ended with nothing to point at and say that that's something that we went out and we got during that season. And I think that they want to continue to build off of that. Do you think Laura Harvey 
it's it's a lot to do with her or is it more coming from the players in that sense and this is just your like yeah no i think it's a good look at. i think it's a good mix of both listen i'm not going to you know come on here and say that you know this franchise doesn't have anything to look at period i'm just looking at their 2021 as a whole at the end of the day if laura Har- if laura harvey decides to hang them up tomorrow she could still be one of the winningest coaches in nwsl and hang her hat on that you know a coach of the year hang her hat on that uh, she's a two-time shield winner hang her hat on that right she is a winning coach in this league but when it comes to 2021 this team really took a turn to sort of make a push towards the end and they fell short of a shield and they fell short of a finals appearance and making a run at that championship so I would love to see them come out and challenge cup and really make some noise and go ahead and lift the cup whether it's uh you know a, a team that's mixed of, of veterans and you know longtime NWSL players and new faces as well I think they're uh, they're a fun circus it's for everyone to sort of join in and watch so i think they should uh tune into them and that's why i'm going with my pick for the cup so you got ol rain i'm going with gotham uh we'll see we'll check back in may 7th and, and see what happens there i'm really excited i mean challenge cup it is here it all starts on friday we got a lot of games coming at it um it, it this is it group stages until the semifinals on may 4th Top four teams, top three teams in each of the regions. Top team goes through to the semifinal. Second place team goes through. We'll see what happens, Sandra. It's here. It's here. I'm glad uh, everyone is uh, listening to us and our picks. I can't wait for people to tell us how wrong we are. We love when that happens. We've got a Challenge Cup Weekend One preview that's going to be coming out Friday. So please check back in with us as we take a more narrow look at the weekend slate of games that will be taking place. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Spotify, thank you very much. But if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and Lisa and I will answer during our mailbag segment. We're also available as video. Subscribe at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third, and we'll be back on Tuesday with more. If you haven't already seen it, we're celebrating Women's History Month with Title Nine Tuesdays. We've already interviewed United States Women's National Team midfielder Sam Lewis and WNBA coach Sandy Brondello. You can check those out on our for Sandra and Lisa Roman. This was the second. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.